I'm Dmitry Samarov, which is probably not news to you either. Today I bring you a conversation with uh, writer and artist Sam Pink. We talk about uh, the headaches and challenges of self-publishing, uh, grilling steaks, uh, just the whole uh, weird thing of... Uh, the artist writer life. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the talk as much as I did. But before uh, hear from me and Sam, uh, wanted to share uh, a short reading I did from uh, one of Sam's books. Uh, it's called "Move In with Me," and uh, I recorded it sometime last year. Move in with me. I'm lonely. We can watch television together. We'll laugh at the people who make funny observations. When you get hungry, I'll make you food. You'll say, man, I could go for her. And I'll make it. I'll put little pieces of glass in the food. Your, your mouth will flood with blood. You'll tell me something that happened to you during the day and every word will sound pathetic coming through your swollen and cut lips and tongue. I'll say, don't talk with your mouth full, it makes you look impolite. You'll put your head in my lap after we eat, and I'll put my hands over your face and touch it. My hands will feel heavy on your face. You'll get really uncomfortable and ask to take a shower to clean the feeling off. We'll take a shower together and I'll pinch your ass. You'll laugh. I'll let myself slip to the floor of the shower. The water will roam your back and slip from your ass and hit me in the face. I'll drink the water before it enters the drain. There will be a lot of hair clogging the drain. I'll take it out and put it on my lips like a goatee and I'll act like a middle-aged man who has a goatee. I'll wear sandals and a shirt that says the name of a town in Mexico. I'll kiss you on the lips with my goatee. When you leave the shower, you'll turn the faucet to cold and my heart will hiccup. I'll feel afraid. I'll follow you into my room. While you're toweling off, I'll lock the door and say, Pray to your God, it's time to suffer. I want to make you level-eyed with my nightmare. Then I'll pause before saying, just kidding. I'll jump on the bed naked. You'll say, your balls look funny. I'll say, like family circus funny or what? Then we'll have sex. When we're done, I'll clean myself off with some tissue paper and the tissue paper will stick to me. I'll hop around the room like a white-tailed deer. You'll put on an orange coat and paint your face with camouflage. You'll say, come here little deer, I won't hurt you. Then you'll shoot me in the neck and there will be a huge hole in my neck and the blood will leak into my throat. And we'll sit back down because between every action there is quiet. Paint my toes, you'll eventually say, your voice sounding way too loud against the quiet. I'll hold your feet in my hands and paint your toes. I'll feel like crushing the bones. I'll say, you have nice feet. Would you mind if I crushed them with a hammer or a dumbbell? 
You'll laugh and ask me to turn off the lights so we can sleep. I'll turn off the lights and lie down next to you. You'll fall asleep faster than me and it will rain. The rain will beat the window. I'll open the window and hold out a glass. When the glass is full, I'll drink it. I'll put them on some of your lipstick and spit all over my groin. I'll kiss the wall and punch the lipstick stain. I'll feel like obliterating myself. I'll feel like going outside and drowning in a puddle. Just lying down and resting. I'll put some old leaves underneath my eyelids. And the weight of the sky will crush me into rest. I'll wish for this in painful quiet. In painful quiet I'll wish for you to wake up so I won't be alone. But you'll sleep and I'll wait, hoping to be relieved, if only for a second, of the mounting weight that wipes its feet at my door every night. I'm all about doing a thing right when <laughs> when I get it, because if, if it's top of mind, if it gets pushed to the side, then it just eats at me, and then uh, I can't get other shit done, you know? Yeah. Then it becomes hard to rank, like, what order to do this shit in, and you don't do it further... So yeah, yeah. I that... got a pretty good system, man. If someone if someone gets a book, I put it out, right? Yeah. And then and then it's there, and then the next order I put perpendicular to that, so there's like a stack, you know. <laughs> and then package that shit, and then have people put the address and the notes, and it's pretty it's pretty refined and slick at this point. <laughs> you're 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 a well oiled machine, huh? <laughs> Yeah, there's only so much you can do in the living room of your apartment, you know. The, that's that's the shipping and receiving center. <laughs> right. Yeah. You <laughs> see, that's everything. Yeah. Is, is that where the studio is too? The art studio. Yeah, on top of the kitchen table. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to be careful not to like kind of um, not let any of the supplies intersect, you know. Oh, the shipping supplies with the art supplies? Yeah, and there's some crossover, you know, like the scissors and all that, but <laughs> um, it's got to stay it's got to stay orderly. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with mine, yeah, everything all kind of mashes up together after a time. Uh and then yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always recycling shit too, you know. Where stuff yeah, that's, that's I I find that pretty fun actually. Mhm. Yeah, I get like where I get packages. I get packages, and then like shit gets collaged into artwork, you know. And and then of course the the packages, you know, if the envelopes are pretty nice, like if it's a nice bubble envelope, that that gets sent back out to somebody else. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Try try to avoid uh, wasting money on on packaging shit, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, actually, uh, it's been a big help to to get like a to get a a scale and stuff, and like to just to be able to uh, print out the uh, print out the postage and stuff at home. Like once I was able to do that, that helped me a lot. Yeah, that's funny. Um, they've, the lady at the post office has been trying to get me into that. Like, it's kind of like I've, um, 
she realizes I'm ready to move to the next level, you know? Oh, yeah. So you, should be printing, you should be printing this shit out at home. And yeah. I was like, ah, you know. No, it's, it's, a, it's a fucking, it's a game changer. Uh, I, I avoided it for the, for the longest time for like a few books. And I would dread these, the giant trips to the post office, especially when the, the book first came out. And then I'd, I'd be there with fucking like 40 or 50 packages. And I could just see the clerk like rolling their fucking oh, eyes yeah, and no, say, like, here, here comes my worst yeah. nightmare. Here he comes, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so yeah, it's funny because <laughs> that's true and you realize it, but you're like, there's really nothing I can do, you know? Like, I know <laughs> that you hate me right now and that I'm a piece of shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's just kind of how it is right now, you know? And so, but yeah, wait. So then you would just drop the shit off then? You don't have to wait in line? Yeah. Yeah. You just leave it on the counter or sometimes I just ride around like I'm on my bike and I'll see the mail like a mail truck and I'll just give it to them, you know, so I don't even go to the post office half the time. Oh, man. Which is great. That's cool. But that would also that would eradicate like 30 percent of my social life, too, though. Oh, because oh, you're friends with the with, with the <laughs> the mailman or yeah. mail lady. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I don't. I don't want to fuck up your social life, Sam. That I, I'd you know, be the that, last. That's a good. That could be a good blend, actually. I should start working that in. I think it was just that um, I had like a feeling of dread about getting and setting up a printer. I guess. Yeah. There. I right. mean, they've gotten so much cheaper and easier now. Like, and they all work. You can do that shit off your phone. Like, you don't even. You probably don't even need a laptop or anything. I do everything on a laptop, so. That helps, but yeah, I just, I just got a new, I got a new printer and yeah, it does every, like it doesn't even have a cord anymore, which is weird to me. So everything just gets, gets through like Bluetooth or through Wi-Fi. They all, all these machines talk to each other, you know? I guess I was confused because I assumed that you need to print out like a sticker of some kind, but it's not right. It's just like paper that you tape on. Yeah. Yeah. You you can get any paper. Like you can, you can get stickers if you want to be fancy or you can just tape on like any paper. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yep. Shit. Yeah. I got to do that. Okay. That's good. You should get yeah, like it, good information. Yeah. If you sign up with any of these things, they'll send you a scale or you can get a really cheap scale. So you know how much, you know, and then it works it all out. There's a bunch of different programs that do it. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it saves a lot of fucking time <laughs> and awkward, awkward interactions with USPS employees. But I mean, since I just found out that you like that, then maybe, maybe this is all wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I would at least like to blend it in a little bit, you know, that way there aren't the trips where I go and I'm kind of just like, you know, here's a whole bunch of extra work for you. You know, it's kind of what you're doing. Right, because they have to input that shit one at a time, and you know, like you, you're doing like media mail, media mail, media mail. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't do it; I avoided it for a while because I thought, uh, and maybe maybe this was the case before. Like they wouldn't let you do the media mail from home; like you had to do, you know, first class or the more expensive ways to. But now, I mean, I, I send everything media mail unless somebody specifies and then want to pay more for quicker, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I do everything media mail. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I've done, I've printed out like labels, like to send shit to like 
fucking Thailand, you know? It's a, if somebody wants to pay that as much as it'll cost them, you know? It's like, it's fine. It's, this is bizarre. I don't know. Do you ever have to send stuff overseas? I uh, stopped doing that recently because uh, it just cost too much and and there was a lot of lost shit. Oh, you had stuff lost, and, yeah. Yeah, and so, um, which, like, if it's a book, that's fine, but if someone bought some art or whatever, then it's kind of, like, it's kind of weird or shitty or, you know. Right, you can't uh, you can't just roll out another one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm always down to make it work, like, give them something for free or do whatever and refund yeah. the money, but it just kind of sucks, you know, because, like. Yeah, for sure. Whatever, but, uh, yeah, so. Maybe the maybe the printing shit will change that though because I feel bad about it, but it's just not. I don't know. I stopped doing it. No, that's understandable. It's understandable. I yeah. I've, I always felt bad. It doesn't happen that often, but well, like somebody wants a book and it, it'll it costs them more than the book to get it there. You know. Yeah, and I mean, people actually are really cool, and they're like, yeah, like they would they prefer doing that and all that but yeah it's just i don't know i guess my operation isn't um it's not not big enough to handle that or whatever well with your like your new books i mean you should be able to just they should be able to just order it from amazon right or from whoever yeah that's why i did that i, just, yeah, I looked for right. every way not to do that but yeah. I, but then I, when i was like okay if these are the variables that i need right and one of them was for people to be able to buy them in different countries and that was the only way that I could do it so yeah I, I yeah I I tried with them for a few months and they just they just drove me fucking crazy with like nickel and diming me for shit you know like because I try to sell uh, like sell direct through them like open like a storefront kind of thing and they told me like, "Oh, your your stuff's available in nine world marketplaces." And I sold one book, and they charged me like a monthly fee for for all of them, all the ones I didn't sell shit on. You know? Oh damn, yeah. So this is this is how you know this is how they put people out of business. You know? <laughs> yeah, my attitude about that kind of shit is like I obviously try to avoid it and stay on top of it, but I'm also like. Um, there's just bullshit everywhere. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like, fuck, dude, whatever. Just, you know, I kind of like went into it with that mindset of like, just put the stuff up and then try to be as available to handle orders personally as I can. Yeah. But not everybody wants to track someone down on the Internet and contact them. And, you know, yeah. I mean, a lot of people do, you know, but uh, some people just want to buy, like buy, you know, and online or whatever. So. Yeah, I don't know what a good alternative would be, but yeah, I'm, so, I'm yeah, still trying to figure it out. Still trying to figure it out, but you know, and then yeah, I'm I'm super interested in you know in having like nice looking books, so it it just kind of like limits the options in a lot of different ways, because like these like pay you know the print on demand places just can't they don't make things the way I want them to look. And and they they cost yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's book. so many yeah. different variables that you have yeah. to like keep in mind, like what you want and what what it's actually possible. And so it's yeah, it gets it gets hard. But yeah, so what else have you been up to? You've been traveling lately, or like what were? You... 
Yeah, I did a couple of readings like in a row, which is not usually normal, you know, so it seemed like a lot, I guess, at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you go? Uh, to New York and then to Oxford, Mississippi. Oh, cool. How'd it go? It was good. I mean, I, I always enjoy doing readings, so. Yeah. And um, I've been to New York a couple times, so um, it's interesting to me to go to places that I haven't been, you know, obviously. So that was your first time in, in Oxford? Yeah. I mean, I guess I've really only been to Florida in the south and Georgia, but not not much of the south, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I've never been to Oxford. It's a nice place. Yeah, I thought it was really nice, and I guess they're building it up or something. But yeah, I mean that's pretty much all I saw of Mississippi, and it's um like there's a, a university there, so that probably makes it a little bit different. But right, where where'd you read at in uh, in New York? Where did I read? Yeah. Uh, I think it was Ridgewood. Ridgewood, that's that's Queens, right? I think that's Queens. I think so. Yeah, I still don't really have a good understanding of what all that means, but <laughs> pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure it was Ridgewood. Was it with a bunch of people or just you? Uh, there was a bunch of readers. Yeah. Yeah, I've I haven't done a I've done like one in person reading in you know like since since uh, COVID I think. I went to San Francisco in uh, December and did a reading in a bookstore, and that's that's been it. Haven't done one here. I don't know. I've just been recording shit. <laughs> Everything's just been into microphones of different kinds into the computer. Yeah, I think I think that's true for me too. I don't think I did one since right before everything closed down. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess that's why you know there's so much more of this shit like the podcasts and the and like Adam's cassette label and all that stuff uh yeah all, all these yeah other ways of people to connect you know yeah definitely it's it's interesting because it's like kind of um reverting back to older things you know well yeah yeah fucking cassettes <laughs> I, I didn't think I mean I grew up when Cassettes were big and they were shitty back then. I'm just shocked that they're back. Like how the this should be dead and buried. Why did you come back? Yeah, I had the same reaction. <laughs> only like I found out about it maybe like ten years ago that cassettes were still big. Yeah, and with then, like punk so, bands. Yeah, yeah. sure. You yeah. know, <laughs> fuck it. I mean, I think I mean I have a tape player in my truck. I guess so. Yeah. Why they, not? But I guess, like, you know, even, like, um, podcasting is just talk radio, you know? Oh, it is. It totally is. Yeah. I mean, I like it because it's just two people talking. And, like, you know, when I'm working on shit, it keeps me company. I'll turn it on. Turn on whoever is talking. And that's it's It's not a bad way. Not a bad thing to have in the background. I mean, obviously, I can't can't listen to it when I'm writing. But I can definitely listen to it if I'm painting or doing whatever. Yeah. yeah, there was this guy at my last job who would be in the shop fixing stuff all day, and he would bring. It was kind of like a war between him and the other guy that he didn't get along with. Like the one guy would play his like classic rock radio, uh-huh. and then the other guy would play his like talk radio. 
and uh, it was like, not, you know, it wasn't actually interesting. It was like, seemed like some sort of um, like Rush Limbaugh type thing, like not yeah. him, but some other guy, like really just, you know, whatever, upset or, or yeah. whatever's going on. But it, it was calming just to have someone talk, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I actually, yeah, I don't really like, or I, since I stopped driving much, uh, I've pretty much stopped listening to actual radio. But I, I like podcasts because they're just self-contained and, you know, there's a lot fewer ads and it's just, uh, I, I know the two people that are talking, you know what I mean? If it's two or three people, but so it's it's a little bit more free form, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoy it. Was that was that last job the, the water delivery thing or was it something else? Yeah, yeah. So not doing that anymore? Not doing the water thing anymore? No, I mean, I might uh, pick up some over the summer. I kind of have like an open invite to come back, so. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it is, I did enjoy the like just getting out aspect, you know? Yeah. And and you you're still living in the same place, like where I saw you it was in the fall last fall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The town's treating you okay. Yeah, I mean, haven't really been doing much. No. Uh, no new writing things or or art things coming up. Mostly just working on the mailing and then doing a lot of art stuff, but I feel like maybe I'll write something again soon. I don't know. <laughs> Does it just happen or like you just know it's time? <laughs> it's time for it. If I got something to do, then I'll do it, you know, but that's kind of one of the things I like about art is like it's, uh, you know, you're not like doing one thing for a long time or, or you can, I guess, but there's an idea of like moving on to another thing or being able to start anything at random and whatever. And I kind of like that. For sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I've just suddenly decided to do this, like this fucking podcast thing. And I dove the way I always do. I dove into the fucking deep end of the pool and, you know, I emailed like 30 people and they all said yes, which is really fucked up. So now I've got all a lot of stuff to do and a lot of technology to master, you know, and it's a thing I did to myself. But I'm I'm sort of into it for now. Who knows how long I will be, but uh, uh, I'm sort of figuring out a system like you with the shipping, you know, to, to do it efficiently. And it's getting better, you know. Yeah, and just, you know, like, Branching out and doing other things for a while gives you perspective on the other stuff, even if you don't do it long term or whatever. It's like, you know, and if it's something that you wouldn't expect you yourself to do, then you can learn some stuff about yourself or work on some shit or whatever. And then you oh, know, yeah. it's rewarding depending on how you look at it. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to it's going to generate something like worthwhile for either writing or art, because, I, yeah, I like. I'm not a I'm not a social person with with groups or anything, but like one on one, I can I can sort of maintain uh, a conversation a lot of the time, and that's kind of what this is about, you know. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. And it, yeah, the 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 one thing I wanted to do, maybe just set it apart from some of these, is like I I don't give a shit about like anybody's fucking publication cycle or promotional tour. Like it's not for it's not your 
everybody's welcome to w sell whatever they want, but uh, that's not what I'm calling them about. You know what I mean? Yeah, you mean that it's not um, it's not like uh, required that someone has some shit going on at that moment or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to have a new book out or whatever that you're trying to push on people. You know. Yeah, I always thought that was good just because of the nature of like the hype cycle and release and shit. Um, like just kind of being a little more timeless about it, I guess you know. Yeah. And so I've always thought about ways of doing that. Yeah, I mean, the one thing about, you know, that sets this apart from like regular radio, say, is it's, you know, it's not aired at a particular time. And you have no clue when a, somebody will turn it on and listen to it. So it doesn't fucking matter. Like, what's the point of pegging it to like some publication cycle or whatever or hype? Because somebody may listen to it in three years. So so what good does it do them if you like list off all the places you're going to be on your book tour? You know what I mean? <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, right. It gets to more essential type of information uh, as opposed to just, yeah, stuff that you would need to know at that moment or that, you know, won't be important in any amount of time. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and yeah, the stuff I'm in, interested in, yeah, it's... It's it's not pegged to any one fucking event, not not usually, you know what I mean? <sighs> yeah, I've always kind of thought that's a weird aspect of, depending on your avenue for publishing or whatever, like that aspect of it, which is to like drill people with it when it first comes out, you know, or like do things that are tied together in some way. But I mean, I guess that works, right? What do I know? Well, it, it it works if if there's a, if there's a chunk of money involved, you know. Then it, then it works. Then people are motivated. Things do. Yeah, that's how shit works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can say pretty much anything, and then add plus a lot of money, and that thing will be true, most likely. Yeah, and suddenly, in some, in some way. <laughs> yeah, suddenly everybody's all all got a bug up their ass about releasing something at a per, at a certain time. And making sure they mention this or that or, you know, mentioning how great their agent is or whatever, what, some other horse shit that, you know, like writers do on, on these things sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's just um, the common hype cycle, you know, you can almost like graph it. Yeah. Um, of like something coming out and the excitement around it and then like some events around it or whatever discourse is going on and then... Um, but it becomes more and more condensed, you know, like it's not even a year at this point. It's like maybe three months, I'd say. Oh, if they're, if they're lucky, I, th I think it's like, yeah. a f I think it's usually just a few weeks. <laughs> you know, It's yeah, like, I mean, the thing is like, obviously promoting something is good if you believe that it will catch on or if you're, if you're not concerned about it holding itself up, you know, but yeah. a lot of what happens is just there's, that initial hype and it's like some weird frenzy that people buy into and then you don't really hear much about it after that and so yeah i mean for me it was always then like well don't worry about any of the like hype shit or doing events or whatever you know because it's either gonna hold up or it won't and either way that's cool so 
Yeah, I mean, like it's it's interesting to me, like what you did with uh, you know releasing these new versions of your the back catalog, the books that were out of print. I mean, have you noticed like are people into like one more than another, or like does it matter like time wise, like when one came out rather than another? Is there anything? No, I mean it's crazy. I mean I I don't like it's weird to me. It's weird that people are still buying a book from like 12 years ago at this point, you know, mm-hmm. without doing any like promotion or anything like that. So usually what I've found is, and I don't really, I haven't really tracked like the online sales. Yeah. Um, but, um, usually just people buy all the books. So, Oh really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. They'll, they'll contact me and be like, so-and-so told me, or I read something online yeah, and then I'm just like, cool. Yeah, here's what I got. And they're like, oh, I'll just take all of them. So I'm like, all right, that's, <laughs> and that's fucking sweet. I mean, I guess like I don't, um, I didn't really have any expectations, and I really don't ever, especially for like releasing a bunch of shit yourself that's already been out. Yeah, and whatever. But I was just thinking like people are still looking for these or whatever, so I might as well make them look exactly how I want them to look and be laid out the exact way, be like, uh, you know, affordable, look nice, whatever, and then be available. And then just yeah. like, just like, let it sit, you know, like whatever, what, what else can you do at that point? You know? No, they look good. I mean, you know, I got a few of them. I like, I like the new editions. Uh, I haven't seen all the original one, like what they all look like, but I've, I have one or two of the older ones. I think I like the new ones better. Like as, as, as a book, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's cool just to also be able, I like to do stuff like that. Like I remember the first editions, I really enjoyed, you know, making the covers or like trying to design them and stuff. So Mm -hmm. any opportunity to do something like that again is like interesting to me, especially at a later point Yeah, when like styles or like uh, whatever, like ability changes. So yeah, I was like, I'll just want to, Cause I kind of half ass. I put them out like kind of half ass myself, and was like, oh, I don't really like how these look. Yeah. And um, and then uh, so yeah, I figured like just work a bunch trying to get it all done, and then just be done with it, you know. Do you, so? Do you think you'll you'll ever work with like a press again, or do you think you're just gonna put out books this way, always now? I don't know. I mean. It's something to think about, you know. I think one thing that I've learned is um, to, like, actually think these things through, you know. Like, obviously, a lot of people, for a lot of people, like, being on a press is, like, that's the validation, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, I am I am a published author. Right. And I'm, I'm published by so-and-so. And, and if, what you'll find is that 99% of the time, that relates like we talked about to the capital behind it. Sure. And like, that's not really a critique in any way. I'm just saying, if you look at it, the press, the value of a press is often, often in direct correlation to how much money they have, you know? Yeah. People view that as an attractive thing that they want to be a part of, et cetera. And then there's the validation of it and all that. And that's fine. It's whatever. Uh, that's just, you know, an assessment of that kind of thing. And I think for me, it was just kind of like, I don't, I mean, I guess when I ask myself, like, do I really want that? It doesn't make a huge difference to me. Uh, like things like being able to control what they look like and do things my way and, mm-hmm. you know, 
So I, I guess I prefer those kind of things, but I can't say I wouldn't. You know, I guess if someone offered something that was better than what I could do myself, that'd be interesting. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I really can't complain about it. It seems fine, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 at this kind of crossroads with it because I've done I've done four books more more or less myself, but i I hit a wall with uh just the, like the distribution shit and and promotion where there's things I'm not willing to do like go back on social media I just can't fucking do it and that really limits what I can do as far as getting these books out but I also want yeah, I, I want that's that's what yeah. I'm saying like yeah. it's, <laughs> it's always a compromise you know and that's oh, cool yeah. like yeah. I understand that you can't always have exactly what you want but yeah. I think when you start to ask yourself questions about it, then it was interesting to me the, what the answers were, if I was being honest, you know, like a lot of it just ends up being middleman type shit. Yeah. Um, like a ton of it, you know? And so for me, it's, it's like, is that really worth it? And, um, you know, just shit that I am asking myself in the process, I guess. For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the my uh, you know I, I had dealings with the, with two small presses and they were both not very good. Those interactions, the first was with a like just what ended up being a straight up fucking crook, and the the other one was with somebody that didn't really understand my book and what it needed. You know what I mean? Which is what pushed me into just self publishing. Uh, yeah, but, that's what I mean. Like, there's uh, so that's even like a different category there's like you know like um criminal or like shitty you know yeah and then there's like just like not seeing the things that you do or doing what you think you need to do yeah which is not like you know that's not like heinous or anything that's just not knowing yeah but those are things that like yeah when you think about it then it's like uh, for me it's always just like well i'll just do that then like you know <laughs> I'll just I'll just do it like I'm, I don't have the same resources and all that, but I can have the peace of mind of just not relying on people because um, that's always been one of the one of the things about writing and like painting that I like is that there's really little reliance on other people. You know, if you have a band or whatever, mm -hmm. you got to have the band. If you want to make a movie, you got to have a whole crew. You got to do all this shit. And um, even down to like timing, you know, it's like you work with the press and they're like, all right, we'll put it out in like two years. And right. it's like, well, I mean, it's done right now, you know? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That thing uh, with the, with musicians and collaborations. And then, yeah, I, I know a lot of musicians and I'm, I'm just fascinated and sort of baffled how, how the, why they, how they don't just all kill each other, you know, <laughs> doing their thing. Well, there is, there's a ton of that shit that yeah. happens yeah. all the time, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's like with, you know, what? two to four other people that's it you know yeah movies there's like so, dozens of people <laughs> for sure yeah it's it's kind of amazing but yeah i just yeah, a lot of it is just being impatient not impatient but just being like well there's no need for me not to do this or whatever so just you know whatever do it yeah was that uh, it's like there's a ton of like in terms of resources like you can make a lot of shit happen you know like I, you know, I was able to hire my friend to design all this shit and I paid him, but it wasn't like crazy. Right. And he helped me out and he did a great job. You know, it's like a cool, there's all kinds of shit that you can do. 
resource wise. Yeah. Um, so. No, I've been I've been very fortunate, like where I've met enough, you know, like editors where I, I can send my manuscript to to a couple of people and they'll look it over and make sure it's everything's clean, you know, and. Make yeah, it. that's actually one. Um, that's one role that I've found is very important, and um, I feel grateful for those kind of people. Like someone who will read something and do the like um, actual proofreader type of work. Oh yeah, it's, it, because you can't see it after a while. You just auto correct with your own mind, and it and you miss shit. You know. <laughs> Yeah, and it's not even that. It's shit like, well, you don't capitalize this brand, or I don't know. I mean, yeah. I know that stuff really doesn't make sense in the long run, but it is kind of nice to have somebody do the last, like, polish of it, you know, or whatever. And mm-hmm. so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, personally at a point with, like, the promotion and kind of, like, distribution end of it where I'm, I, don't know that I want another 25 boxes of books for the next one in my house, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a lot. <laughs> so what, when you were a kid, is, did, you, did you imagine that this would be like what you'd be doing at the age you are? Uh, I mean... Yes and no, I guess. I always was interested in doing, I guess, what you call creative shit or whatever. Yeah. But, um, and, uh, so I don't know, maybe in some way, uh, but I also just like kind of not having those ideas, you know what I mean? Like, uh, just funny to see where you end up or, yeah. but yeah. Was it good? Was it like writing? Writing? It was uh, writing. Was an early on interest, or or did it come later? No, I liked mu- I liked music and drawing. Yeah, that was first. Um, yeah, and then but then again, like I was just talking about, it's like you need gear, which is expensive, mm-hmm. and then you need a place to play it, and so for me, that that, that kind of stuff quickly fell apart, you know, and uh, then. Uh, the painting was actually only like a few years ago. I had nothing to do in Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, so started doing that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I like seeing where it goes. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you, do you connect them a lot? The, the writing and the painting, like how do you think of them as, or are they totally separate? Uh, I mean, they, I, I tried to like, uh, make everything kind of make sense, you know, or like take lessons from things. Um, and I feel like, uh, I've learned more about writing through painting than the other way around. Hmm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, anything that has like a method to it, or even if it's a method that you make up, yeah, it's interesting to like witness what you're doing and see like what that behavior is and then maybe apply it to some other thing or, even just straight up technique, you know, like erasing a large part of something to fill it in with something else. Mm-hmm. Um, just stuff that you can try, you know. I just like trying the stuff and seeing what works, and then that's the only way to discover like the new kind of accident and or whatever. For sure, yeah, for sure. I I thought about you the other day because they they reopened that place Pippins that you worked at in Chicago. They yeah. like 
they moved it around the corner. It's now like some fucking high end like gourmet place. Like some chef, oh, took, some chef took it over, and I was just like imagining you working there, like your stories about that place, like <laughs> happening in some fancy ass place, it's just making me laugh. <laughs> yeah, that was probably some kind of health code thing that they then made into a, a makeover or something. Yeah, there was some. I mean, it had to do, I think, with the COVID shutdown and stuff. They were closed for a while, and then they hired like a real deal chef to to make good food you know for the place and then it evolved into like a whole fucking thing <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know yeah i mean I, I i quit my bartending job uh last halloween i've been kind of floating by on freelance shit since then this has been interesting yeah that's kind of what happened with me too once once the covid shit happened i didn't have like a regular job anymore so just had to make it work. Yeah, because like the, the stories in uh, the, like the catch-up stories, that was from pre-COVID, right? The, yeah, right before talking. that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you, you still still grilling steaks by, by the water? Oh yeah, it's summer, man. I mean, there is spring, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, prime, it's, it's prime time to hang by the river. It's grilling season again. It always is, but if you want to go down by the river, for me, it's got to be a little warmer. Yeah. Yeah, it's been. I don't know how it is by you, but here, like, yeah, it's it's, it's been a pretty cool spring. Like, summer's slow and coming this year for some reason. <laughs> Seems like yeah, it snowed here a couple days ago. So yeah, yeah we had some flakes. <laughs> yeah, I remember that time. The, the time uh, we hung out, there was that weird cop or like park ranger came by. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. So like checking on on shit. <laughs> yeah, it's always funny to like just totally reveal what's going on. And you're like, no, I'm just uh, sitting in a lawn chair grilling by the river, you know? Like, I'm not. <laughs> I, yeah, I wonder, like, what would have made their day? Like, what, what could they have found us doing? Yeah, or, like, what illegal scenario could we accomplish while, like, just sitting in lawn chairs in the open? Like, would we be, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not a place to do, like, a gun sale or something or whatever like well I, with our backs turned to the road i don't understand they give a shit about guns in, in michigan they probably like would help like like cheer right <laughs> they, yeah maybe like whatever drugs or something yeah I, no i think i think you know if we were yeah yeah i don't know i don't know what we yeah like if they thought we were gay or something they would they would get really horrified just immediately <laughs> shoot us yeah so, so, I'm sorry, my Bible tells me I have to use my gun right now. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have, you have, you have other uh, people you hang with this, aside from the folks at the post office these days? or? <laughs> no, not really. No? You're, you're, no. You're cool with that? <laughs> yeah, I got to start getting out and doing more or some shit, but for the most part, yeah. 
How how the like where the like the Oxford and the New York stuff come? It was just from the internet kind of invites or. Yeah, my friend had a book coming out, and the publisher is in New York, so they asked me to come. Mm. And then um, the thing at Oxford was through um, the Southwest Review because they had published a story, and they oh. were doing they do some book conference at Oxford. So. Oh, I see. That's cool. Yeah. Did you get to hang with anybody interesting there in, in Oxford? How, how are the folks there? Oh, they seem good. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like they have, uh, they care about writing and uh, they have some nice bookstores there. Right. Is there a lot of, uh, a lot of Faulkner stuff, I, I imagine? It's, yeah, it's man, big... it's crazy. Like, it'll be, it's like, <laughs> It'll be like an apartment complex named after him or something, you know? It's not only like all the major shit. Yeah. You know, it's like um, Faulkner's gas station or, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, it's like, it's like Disney him. World, but for William Faulkner, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's everywhere there. I didn't, I didn't, I totally forgot that he was from there or grew up there. Right. I mean, that, that's what, that's what links in my mind to that. You know Oxford, Mississippi. That's connected with Faulkner. Yeah, but yeah, I've never. I knew there was a writing whole writing thing over there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is this is where Bill fell down and passed out, blackout drunk for the five hundred fifty third time. Right. There's some. I don't <laughs> know if I got this right, but there's there's a thing called Faulkner Alley. Mm. And I believe the the explanation was that he fought some other writer there. Oh really? I guess yeah. That's what somebody told me. I can't remember who it was now, but that's what they said. Man, yeah. One day, yeah, like they'll rename, you know, the alley behind the the Seven Eleven, and you know, like in near Logan Square, it'll be like Sam Pink Alley, right? Where, where you hung out with <laughs> those that, guys? By that snack mart that's twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be like a statue or something. <laughs> a bronze statue of reaching for a sandwich <laughs> in, the, in the like cold aisle. I know. Yeah, or like coming out with like a 24-pack of some like whatever cheap beer. <laughs> the, the natural light. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, that, was that the preferred brand of, of that alley or... No, it was it was a lot of King Cobras, if I remember right. Oh yeah, heyday. They were the cheapest. <laughs> it was like right at the line of cheap and palatable, like that perfect blend, you know. <laughs> that's that's what they were like connoisseurs of. <laughs> yeah, that should have been on on the label. <laughs> Endorsed by yeah, they could be like pitchmen, you know, like they could do ads for it. <laughs> Yeah, you, you want to pass through this alley unharmed. This is what you got to give us. <laughs> yeah, a pack of smokes that's called like Eagle or something or Highway. Yeah, uh, and uh, Highway, right? I had a roommate that used to really love. Uh, what was that brand? Old Gold. Do you ever? Do you remember that brand? So no. old, old Gold is another one. Yeah, it's one of those cheapo brands. Or, or I mean, you get. Way down there, you get Top or Bugler, you know, you get the... Oh, man, I was just going to say, it's so <laughs> funny, because 
I got into Bugler for a while. You did? And I was like, man, this stuff is fucking, it, this is like good. Like, this is yeah. delicious, you know? <laughs> and then I like felt insanely embarrassed. I mentioned that to someone. I was like, yeah, I've been, been rolling Buglers. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's like the shittiest stuff you can buy. And I was like, oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was doing, I was doing drum for a while and uh, I had this, I was, when I was working at the art supply store and uh, there was always like a homeless guy out front selling streetwise, he would watch me roll the cigarette and he was really impressed. He asked me if I'd been in jail, you know, and that was like a compliment because I guess I got good at rolling them, you know, after mm, a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if you, can... you put some, you put some tissue paper in an outlet and you lit it and you're like, no, why do you ask? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that area, they probably, that area is probably really nice now, huh? Where, by the art supply store? No, like by... Um, oh, 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 up Milwaukee over like there? Off, off Fullerton, yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking nice. Like, the you know, that bar, that Helen's Two Way's gone. It's some fucking fancy cocktail bar. Uh, yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a, like a ramen place. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty fancied up. Uh, yeah it's funny there's like certain you could probably make like a gradient of the signs right it's like ramen is definitely a sign you know when you get like a nice ramen place yeah and no. then you get the you get like a target or yep there's a there's like one of those neighborhood little targets just up the street now do you remember when that there was that giant like mall like indoor mall thing Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, they leveled that built that that's all gone and there's like a target over there and a bunch of like giant like kind of like those those kind of yuppie rabbit worn ghetto buildings, you know, like made of whatever glass and steel and stuff. Oh yeah. That could so be in, you know, in any suburb anywhere, but where they look like an industrial park, you know, it's it's depressing, but in a different way than like the rundown places, you know? Yeah, I remember thinking, I had been there a couple of years ago and I remember thinking, uh, it was like right across the street from that family dollar there, they put in like um, like an apartment complex that had like a name, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Like the knowledge, it's like, you know, like <laughs> whatever, like, um, and then that's with like a coffee place in it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, oh, the, oh, a little, you mean like a little, little down, like south on Milwaukee, like. Yeah, it, it has some name I can't remember. It's pretty funny, but. Yeah. Oh, it's the co Collectivo, the coffee place. I know. I know where you're talking about. <laughs> and it's like a like a fucked up. Yeah, one of those glass buildings. Yeah. Yep. I know where you're talking about. Uh, it's funny to. I mean, in you know, if you if you've stayed in a town as long, like you know, I've been here since. Most of the time since 1990, like all these fucking areas have changed so many times over. I mean, yeah, I lived I lived in Logan Square, uh, like 91 to 93. All we had was Polish buffets and and Mex like burrito joints. You know, there was there was nothing else, and, and the the movie theater, which was like two dollars to get in, because it was all second run movies. Yeah, very different now. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you should you should come back through. I, 
I don't know. I, I, I've been looking around for like readings or whatever, but they're kind of slow to start up again here, I guess, at least. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know where, where the readings are. Uh, I did, uh, I did some artwork for, for a band, like for an, for an LP and they were supposed to have their record released two years ago and then COVID shut it all down and we're doing it in May. So I'm supposed to do some kind of reading before they play, but that's about all I got going on in the, on that front, you know? Yeah. I'll let you know. I'll probably be, I'll probably come through in the summer at some point. Yeah, you should. Yeah. We'll, we'll hang out. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can offer you anything like ribeye steaks by the river, but <laughs> yeah, I'll bring my grill with me, man. It's portable. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we could do it on, on, uh, on the lake. <laughs> Well, cool. Uh, I'll uh, I'll let you go and yeah, just uh, you know keep in touch. And thanks for hanging with me through the fucking technical bullshit. Uh, hopefully, no ho- problem, man. Thank you. Hopefully, I got something out of this, and I'm glad. I'm glad you know we didn't have to talk about like stupid assholes in the in the book industry. We got that all out of our system the other time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I sort of ran my mouth about that like enough for a lifetime, I think. It kind of doesn't help. <laughs> but cool. All right, man, I'll talk to you. Take care. Later, dude. Bye. <laughs>